Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I've always wanted to be part of a book club. You haven't said which book you want to be responsible for. Yeah, I hope it's as exciting as his other book. The greatest book of our time. Is the worst book ever written. Read all of my other books. The reading is what? Fundamental. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of The Nasty Woman Book Club. That's right, the Nasty Woman Club has started a book club. Every month, myself, Demi Lynch, and the head of the Nasty Woman Book Club, Ellie Stamalos, will be reading a particular book that looks at issues and topics in the world of intersectional feminism. At the beginning of every month, Ellie will be writing a book review and also talking with me on the pod about the chosen book of the month. This episode is dedicated to Glennon Doyle's latest memoir, Untamed. Her latest book has taken the world by storm, so we thought, what better way to kick off the book club than by discussing a book that has honestly changed so many people's lives during the lockdowns. And later on in the episode, Ellie and I will also be announcing September's book of the month, so stay tuned. Well, Ellie, thank you so much for coming on to the Nasty Woman Club's first episode for the Nasty Woman Book Club. No problem. I'm happy to be here. So for those unaware, the Nasty Woman Club now has a monthly book club and our lovely Ellie here is the head of the Nasty Woman Book Club. Yeah, exactly. Um, So once a month, I will be writing a review on a book and it'll be related to intersectional feminism in some way. And with our first book, it is Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Now, the reason why we decided to pick this one as the first one was because I swear everyone has read this book this year, especially during lockdown. I felt like (laughs) this book was all over social media. Did you felt like that? Yeah, I felt like that as well. It's definitely made a really big impact. Um, I'd followed Glennon Doyle on social media previously and I saw her hyping up her novel, but it just blew up once it was released. Um, And even she said because of COVID, she had to stop her book tours and things like that. So I think even she didn't anticipate that it would be as big as it has become. Yeah, see, I wasn't aware of Glennon Doyle before the book came out. Like Mm -hmm. even with her previous book, uh, what was it, Love Warrior, when even yeah. when even that came out and that was, you know, uh, a favourite of the Oprah Book Club, I wasn't even aware of all that. And then when I heard about all the, the controversy that happened during that book tour and, and all that stuff, like, exactly. yeah, I can't believe I wasn't aware about that. So for listeners out there, did you want to then tell listeners what the book is about and then why it is so controversial, you could say, because of what happened during the book tour of her previous book. Yes. Okay. So maybe let's start with the book tour of Love Warrior. So Love Warrior is pretty much a memoir about Glennon Doyle's whole life, but it really talks about her marriage to her ex-husband, Craig, and um, the breakdown of that that occurred when um, he revealed to her that he'd been 
essentially cheating for the duration of their marriage and he'd um, slept with a lot of other women. So it was all about Glennon Doyle kind of grappling with that and looking closely at like what does it mean to actually forgive and how am I going to navigate this space of being a wife and being a mother. And by the end of the book, Love Warrior, um, her and her husband had really gotten to know each other in a much deeper way and they were working on their marriage and their communication was a lot better. So that's where Love Warrior left off. And at the time, Glennon was obviously touring that book. And while she was touring that book, she met her now wife, um, Abby Wambach. I don't know if I have pronounced that right, but Abby uh, is a former soccer player as well I'm not really into soccer but I you know I think she was quite a big deal yeah (laughs) um yeah um so that was obviously really controversial because Doyle had just released this memoir that was about the redemption of her marriage and about saving this marriage that seemed like it was in a place that you couldn't really come back from um and then all of a sudden um she had met Abby and they'd fallen very much in love which I suppose brings us to Untamed. A focal point of Untamed is Glennon Doyle discussing that process of meeting Abby, falling in love with Abby, instantaneously knowing there was something there, but feeling, well, you know, feeling untamed, feeling like she remembered who she really was in the moment of meeting Abby. And then after meeting Abby, kind of navigating a space of how do I pursue this woman who I know I love. Uh, So she had this knowing inside her that she loved Abby, even though they had really only met once. And even though, you know, her marriage counsellor said it wasn't real and uh, I guess her own conditioning and things like that probably were telling her to dismiss Uh, the feelings that she had for Abby. Um, So she was navigating, you know, I've never been with a woman. So navigating what it meant for her in terms of her sexuality, but largely she discusses how she labels herself a good wife and a good mother. And if I break that family unit that I've fought so hard to build and I made myself build, and that's what Love Warrior was all about, um, if I break out of that, what does that mean? And can I do that? Can I choose myself and my happiness when it might mean really hurting my children and hurting, um, you know, Craig, who should build this uh, long marriage with and all of that sort of, those sort of big ideas around what does it actually mean to live for yourself and choose yourself. So it's very interesting. Yeah. It was just so nice to see not just the step, like, because obviously marriage breakdowns, it happens all over the world. People get divorced, relationships end. But it was just so great mm. to see that that situation analyzed so deeply into what's this impact going to have on my family? What impact is this going to have on me? It was just so great to just have a book just dedicated to her just questioning what is the quote-unquote right thing to do kind of thing. Exactly, yes. But yeah, so something that I did really love about the book was something to do with how what a woman is supposed to want versus what she is conditioned to want by society and how women are meant to be 
grateful for what they have. That's something that she does talk about a lot in the book that we're meant to be grateful what we have. So we shouldn't really strive for what we truly want. We should just be grateful what society conditions us to be grateful for having. Like what did, did you see that in the book as well? Exactly. Um, that comes through in the book a lot. Um, and again, very much in relation to her marriage and her children. Um, I think she talks about knowing somewhere deep inside her on a subconscious level. I don't think she'd really brought it uh, to the forefront of her mind yet, but knowing that she was uh, attracted to women, she says she writes about having found women much more uh, interesting um, to spend time with and things like that. And there's an anecdote in the story where she describes putting one of her kids to bed and she kind of tells herself, maybe that's something I can look at in another life, or maybe that's something I will explore in another life. and the, the quote from the book is something like, as if I have more than one or something like that. So I think that kind of tackles that idea of, uh, you know, Doya was in this marriage uh, that had this great redemption story and really feeling like, okay, I've already got probably more than I'm allowed to want. And even though knowing it actually wasn't her living in alignment with what was right and authentic and true for her, she was very much prepared to, I think, on some level, settle for that life because from the outside, uh, it looked very picture perfect. And I think you and I both know Demi and probably a lot of people listening know that women are very conditioned to want the marriage and kids thing. Something I was thinking about before I jumped on this call with you was Clementine Ford talks a lot about like this idea of being picked and things Mm. like that. And I think, you know, that's a bit of a deviation from what Untamed is about, but it still fits into this idea of women wanting to be picked by men and we've been conditioned uh, to want that. And that's the uh, highest level of achievement for us (laughs) and things like that. So um, Doyle really analyzing, as you said, and discussing the process of, stepping out of that and being brave <laughs> and standing up and kind of saying, uh, I'm going to do something different for myself and my life and becoming a model for those around her, including her children, instead of a martyr that does come through in the book. Mm, yeah, absolutely. And what I love as well by analyzing this this decision and it is a very hard decision which so many people have had to make when they've had marriage breakdowns or relationship breakdowns i like that it wasn't just some easy thing it wasn't just like even though when she first met abby like she instantly said that like in the first meeting she was like okay all right all right this is something here all right yeah this, this is something even though i've just met you this is something but it, that it still wasn't an easy decision. And I really like that she really looked at that people don't just leave marriages just from thinking for a couple of hours. Like they, it takes a lot of time because you're considering how the family's going to react to the children's going to react. And I really do like that because I can imagine so many women out there that are divorced or that are in happy marriages would have been like, yes, okay. It's okay if I leave my marriage, but at least I know. Yes. I won't be feeling shit if it's really, really hard, which is really great what she did. It is. It is really great. Um, You know, it's such a deep dive into, uh, you know, she uses the stories of um, marriage and parenting and meeting Abby and um, creating a blended family and all of those sort of things. But she uses those stories to really teach her readers almost and really guide her readers towards the idea of like, 
you are allowed to choose yourself and you're allowed to choose your own happiness but we're not used to it culturally um Mm. especially women I think well you know the book is very much about how women are taught to be small and self-sacrificing and meek and good and you know a good woman is someone who is quiet and flexible to other people's needs and things like that so we're really not used to thinking about what we want out of our lives and then taking the actionable steps to um, make that happen so um, what Doyle did and what she is describing and modeling to her readers is actually that process of making that happen and I did write about in the review as well um, on a recent podcast episode that Doyle featured on she said she wears a necklace around her neck and the necklace just has the word more so she wears the word more around her neck and she said I'm going to wear this as a reminder to ask for more. Um, You know, I don't want to play small in my life. And I think that's really powerful. And that's a really important takeaway, I think, from this whole untamed process that she goes on. Yes, it made me want to get one of those necklaces. As soon as as soon as I saw that in your in your review, which is on the Nasty Woman Club website, a little plug there for anyone listening, make sure you read it. But yes, as soon as you mentioned that, I was just like, where can I get this necklace? Yes, I want it, I want it. So as someone that doesn't plan on ever having children, I did kind of felt a bit distant from the conversations about kids because it's probably something mm-hmm. I will never be able to relate to. How did you feel reading the chapters and about children when you yourself don't have kids as well? Did you still felt like it was something you can relate to? How did you feel reading that? I found them pretty relatable and relevant still. And that could be for a couple of reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, In my job as a teacher, I think it's interesting to see how gender dynamics and uh, societal expectations play out. So a lot of what she described in the book, I can see in my work. Um, To give an example of that, of something that you can kind of observe in the way younger kids interact. But I remember doing this when I was a girl as well when I was like hanging out with friends or at sleepovers she talks about her son I think having like a little gathering of friends and it's like a mixed sex gathering and there are girls and boys present and she kind of pops her head in and she's like who's hungry and all the boys are like yeah I'm really hungry like really want food uh and they just said that straight away and she said all the girls looked at each other first and they had to check with each other to see if they were allowed to ask for food. So they were like, the boys were immediately like, yes, uh, I'm ready to own this hunger. And the girls uh, were really shy and reserved about it and um, didn't know if it was okay for them to ask for food. So that's um, a moment where she talks about observing that as a parent. But those sort of stories that um, they're not super relatable to me in my personal life because I don't have children. But I still think um, readers can get something out of those sort of stories um, Mm. because, yeah, like I said, uh, I can observe it in other areas of my life. But I just remember being like that as well when I was like 14 or 15 years old and 
just not knowing how to own the things that I wanted. And it's interesting the way Doyle talks about it, like, you know, she just uses this example of food, but it's representative of the whole idea of how boys and girls from a young age are taught to show up for themselves in the world. So I think it can still be relevant. Mm, That is true. Yeah. It is great how she does... And like you said, very similar to Clementine. She actually, there is actually a few, mm. a few areas of the book that's very similar to Clementine's writing. But um, yeah, yeah, it's very, it's very interesting. Yeah, how she brings it back to different stages in people's lives where they are conditioned to act a certain way. And yeah, she mentions that with the, the children. And then up until when you're married and you're meant to be grateful that a man, quote unquote, picked you, kind of thing. So it's it's a, exactly it's a very nice whole thing. Like how she did that. It's really great. So then the last thing that I want to ask is what was then your biggest takeaway of the book? Like what is something that you will, that you think will stick with you after finishing this book for months and years later on? The biggest takeaway for me was this whole idea of get used to disappointing the people around you. If you want to live in alignment with your own needs and your own desires. So in Untamed, Glennon Doyle describes a conversation she has with her daughter. And I think, I can't really remember exactly. I think it's about like the daughter doesn't want to do a certain sport anymore at school. And I think um, Doyle just really like honours that in her daughter. Um, and the, the daughter is kind of like, I don't want to let you down. And Glennon's reply is, you know, I want you to get used to disappointing me, um, disappoint as many people as you need to in your life to avoid disappointing yourself. Uh, And I think that really nicely summarises a lot of what the book's about. For me, that's a really important takeaway that I am learning to integrate into my own, own life because, as we've already talked about, it's not an innate thing for a lot of us. And I think especially women, the way we're socialized, the worst thing some of us can imagine is being a disappointment. Um, So I think that takeaway of choose yourself and it's completely okay if other people aren't okay with that. And that also fits nicely with the idea of being very boundaried with people and just really knowing that it's okay to put space between yourself and people who may not really understand what you're all about or what you're trying to do or may not be right for you in whatever phase of life you're in. I couldn't agree more. Absolutely. Yes. I think that's definitely something I'm going to be taking away from reading this book. And yeah, I think it's definitely going to be something that people will turn to in numerous stages in their lives. I think that's what's going to be very special about it. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. So then to conclude this podcast episode, we are also going to be announcing September's book of the month. So for listeners out there, each month, Ellie is going to be choosing the book of the month. And... 
it's going to be books that's related to topics about intersectional feminism and it's not always going to be books that have recently come out or anything like that it's going to be ones that we reckon that people really need to read it might be ones that are very popular for example untamed or it might be ones that we think that maybe a lot of people might have missed out on and didn't get into the craze when it was happening so ellie what is september's book of the month and why did you choose it Okay, so September's book of the month is Eggshell Skull by Brie Lee. So this is another feminist memoir that has been published quite recently. It's a very different read to Untamed, but it's very important. So I chose this because it's about fighting back. And that's another really important idea that a lot of us women can and should start integrating into our lives um but it's a story that really packs a punch it i wouldn't say it's an easy read it's not the most digestible read ever because to kind of give a quick synopsis without giving away too much the memoir goes through Breely starting work as a judge's associate in queensland and a lot of the cases that she sits on and that she works on are sexual assault cases and she discusses the way that she starts to see patterns in the way these cases like present and how it kind of makes her feel a bit unsafe navigating the world as a woman because through her work uh, she sees a lot of the people who are victimized are women and a lot of the perpetrators seem to have patterns in the way that they try to put their defense together and things like that so that's really hard I think for a lot of people to read um and that can be for a number of reasons including um it might be a bit it might relate to things that we have experienced in our own personal lives but the backdrop of this and what becomes the forefront of the story is through her work really is forced to grapple with her own experience of being molested as a child and um that's something in the book she hadn't really ever told anyone about and she is forced to come to terms with it almost um, because of her work and then it's about her making the very difficult decision knowing better than anyone that the legal system is stacked up against her and doesn't really support victims so knowing full well that the system is against her actually deciding to fight back and go through the the legal process of getting justice I think it's a really great book for people to read. Like you said, it might be a lot for some people. So I am glad that people do have a month to read the book because it can be very heavy, heavy with the topics that are discussed. But I think it's very important because so many people have experienced the the type of trauma that is spoken Mm -hmm. about in the book. And a lot of them Mm -hmm. don't get any sort of justice at all. And yeah, I think it's a really great book that you've chosen for the September book club and yeah, cannot wait to discuss it on next month's episode of the Nasty Woman book club. I look forward to it. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for listening to the Nasty Woman Club's first book club episode with Ellie Stamalos. As said in the episode, September's book of the month is Eggshell Skull by Brie Lee. It's available at all your leading bookstores. 
Ellie will be writing her review on Eggshell Skull on the 1st of October, and her and I will be discussing the book on the first Sunday of October. Now, I do realize we didn't give much warning about Eggshell Skull, or, or in fact Untamed as well, but from this month, we are going to make sure that we give you more notice about what books you're going to be reading each and every month. So October's Book of the Month will be announced during the last week of September. Just so then you got more time to read the book throughout October and also to order it in September. Anyway, throughout this month, make sure you let us know how you are liking Eggshell Skull. Feel free to send in DMs and voice memos to the Nasty Woman Club Instagram page or Facebook page. And we might just feature them on next month's episode when we do the review. I hope you all enjoy reading on this month of September. I'm your host, Emmy Lynch, and I will see you all next time for another episode of The Nasty Woman Club. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.